I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You're listening to the COB podcast here from Ausbiz. It is Friday, February the 11th. I am David Scott, joined luckily today by Annette Beecher. Annette, uh, yeah, look, let's get straight to it. Uh, straight I think, into I it. I think the, uh, the main story from last night happened about 12.30 a.m. Uh, local time here in Australia. And, uh, of course, that hot, hot, hot US CPI report. It did. And sometimes, Scotty, when uh, we've noticed with this inflation report last year, when there was, when it was over-anticipated, by the time it came out, the market actually was relieved. Well, not this time. The market was not released to see a headline 7 plus core at 6. And I guess what we all were quite surprised about was how sticky it was. It wasn't, tr- wasn't just a couple of transitory elements. It was everything was hot. And so while we're all standing here saying, yeah, we knew inflation was coming, I think it surprised absolutely everybody. Everyone's falling over themselves to call for uh, a Fed hike of 50 basis points as soon as next month. Yeah, it's uh, swap rates in the States have got 725 basis point hikes pricing by the end of the year. For those of you at home, that's a hike every single meeting. Uh, that's before we even consider quantitative tightening and uh, what the, uh, the balance sheet uh, adjustments take place whenever that's going to occur. It probably, given the uh, current trend, will be sooner rather than later. Uh, I've got uh, Goldman Sachs joining Bank of America talking mm, seven, seven hikes this year. Uh, I don't know about you, Annette, but uh, no one. I don't, you don't, nobody has got any experience trying to go and unwind the stimulus that we've seen over the past no. two years, uh, especially the Fed. When you talk about, you no, know, the Fed and it was uh, banging on the door about talking about, you no, know, the need to be patient and it could go and have average inflation targeted, allowing flexibility and everything else. Now, lo and behold, not only are we talking about people you know, saying a 50 basis point hike mm-hmm. next month, that there might be a meeting beforehand to go and, uh, and move early. Yeah. Uh, When's the last, normally inter-meeting, Scuddy, in our experience, like you need a massive shock to the economy. It's an emergency. Along the, li- along the lines of like September 11 or yeah. a GFC. That is normally when you talk about an, an out-of-cycle uh, action by the central bank. So to me, the more we talk about out-of-cycle and 50, it's just demonstrating again and again that central banks, this experiment has long passed its use-by date and it's time to get going yeah uh, and on that note yeah the, 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 yeah the, the fed the fed is making it up as it goes at the sure moment is. and uh brings us to the rba because we've oh. had a, we've had a lot from the rba so we went to on it for too long but of course uh today governor low was appearing before uh policy makers uh, uh lawmakers uh in canberra uh his glass half full cup was uh well and truly in the background today i noticed mm. but uh yeah it seems to see there's uh there's no signs of excess really in the australian economy to suggest that uh, there's a need to go and be oh, uh, no, tightening policy there there was some breathtaking moments i did have the headphones in and listened 
rather quietly and a couple of old bugbears were still there in that they're not responsible for higher house prices they're not responsible for equality and then when the a question yet again saying that well have you overstimulated that was the question have you overstimulated and he basically said well as i see it the unemployment rate is 4.2 and inflation is 2.6 there's nothing to see here like it's it's almost gobsmacking, uh, and as Scuddy put on Twitter, he's got like Homer zooming through the freeway, looking firmly in the rearview mirror as he does so, causing havoc. I, that we got to we got to trot that one out a few more times. I oh, know that's going to be every <laughs> single RBA policy meeting. Look, it kind of reminds me of like looking at my own prospects because I look back and I'm like, oh, Scuddy, you're like a young, young, young up and coming guy. That's right. Everything else, and then I'm on the wrong side of forty. Now, through forget, the covers. Forget, yeah. For, yeah, forget about what's coming in the future. I'm just looking backwards, and uh, boy, it looks bright. So no, no, no worries about that. No real surprise then, given that really hawkish uh, CPR print in the other uh, states and the fact that no one really believes the RBA is going to be holding it off for that long to go and start normalising policy settings here, that we did see a bit of profit-taking moving to the local market today. Uh, the, uh, the CBO Australia 200, uh, when it closed down eight-tenths of a percent, the extra was a slightly larger 1%. Uh, some buying coming through in the material space. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the bulk commodities in China... Uh, They're defying gravity right now. Yeah, uh, let's just say that China's attempts to go and control the iron ore price aren't really really working at least in initial trades but uh, no, it, it, it might come good eventually <laughs> it, uh, it will but not at the moment although i did notice scuddy just putting together that market wrap is the small caps and the mid caps are down two plus percent it's the it's the blue chips that only fell marginally so that makes me think think that this isn't just growth versus value this is nerves and when you're nervous you know you look at those look at the big blue chips yeah big balance sheets and interesting as well to see that the cba was off about 2.1 percent of the close and all the other majors were up by between 0.4 percent to 0.8 percent with respect to nab i just wonder whether that premium we've talked about in the program so many times is now starting to go and lead to a bit of rotation within the actual big four into those uh, less richly valued uh, of the banks uh look there was quite a bit of earnings out today uh, baby Bunting, uh, not giving any guidance. I was surprised. Uh, he just had a chat to me. I could tell him I'm spending way too much say, money did there. Did you look at your credit card bill there, yeah, Scotty? Doing, doing your best. If, if they'll be doing that, they'll be talking about revenue and sales, uh, growth <laughs> of uh, ex- extremes uh, based on what I'm going through at, uh, in my family at the moment. But uh, yeah, uh, not only that, also had uh, IAG out as well, which I know as a company, when you talk about something that's been over the past decade, I say. Uh, really you know, has, has battled a little bit, well, more than a little bit. Mm. And uh, even though now it looks like there's maybe signs of a turnaround story starting to take place, not many fans in the program uh, no, suddenly not really. I was bang su- down the doors. I was surprised that the stock price was up a little. Maybe they thought it was not as bad, but uh, easily over the last couple of months, a, a few of our analysts have said they just wouldn't touch IAG. Like if you're going to touch a, an insurer, maybe you know, look at Suncorp or something who... Put, some, put out some great results last week. I had a, we had a great chat early this morning uh, with Nick Morton. And, of course, we he had his deer-in-the-headlights look when it came to that inflation print. But uh, as we're all saying, how do you invest in this environment? So his interview is in the show notes if you want to hear his thoughts on what to do with all this inflation. Yeah, because you're his tip of uh, the big four banks as well, and he owns one. I'm not going to tell you which one, though. Um, yeah, Chris Conway from Markets Today also went and joined us with a buy, hold, and sell based off what we've seen so far in reporting season. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you the banks feature again, but I'm not going to tell you in which position, uh, as does an agricultural stock as well. So keep an eye out for that one as well. And for the other small caps out there, uh, Richard Ivers comes and joins Nadine today with a small cap program and uh, went and gave his uh, no, five 
five stocks to go in and take wow. a look at over the other uh, course. That sounds like good weekend reading. Yeah, or listening even, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, look, I, sp- I mentioned uh, Baby Bunting. Well, that is going to be our stock of the day as well. So let's go and take a listen to what our experts thought of its prospects. Now, we sat down with Jun Bei Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners and also Mark Gardner from Macro Capital to get their view whether it's time to go and make a bid in Baby Bunting. <laughs> Overall, the result was pretty solid, was pretty good. Um, there was good growth, uh, talking to, to good growth, but um, obviously t- uh, with the outlook, the company sort of um, saying uncertain. And the reason it's uncertain for this company is because uh, it's been a huge beneficiary of COVID um, and, um, and um, you know, it's the sales, how it, what it might look like going forward. Um, in the next six to 12 months might be a little bit uncertain. This company is actually a fantastic business. Whenever it gets sold off, um, you know, really should take that advantage to buy this. Not providing the guidance obviously um, hits them a little bit. One thing that no one else has said is that they've got no supply chain issues. So I probably wouldn't be buying necessarily today, um, although I don't know why on the back of those results, the stock's really down, to be honest. It, um, they look fairly positive to me, but I think you may get them slightly cheaper just on the broader market, pulling back a little bit. There we have it. If only it was cheap, it would be a buy, but it's not cheap, so it's a no at this stage. And so just yeah, keep a BDI on it, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe we get a big drawdown and it, uh, it joins the uh, ranks. Maybe we want to go and dip the toe in and buy, but uh, certainly not at this stage. Baby Bunting remains out of the portfolio. Annette, uh, look, it's a Friday. We love wrapping things up here. Looking to the week ahead, uh, when it comes to corporate earnings, you can't really go much past BHP, the big Australian. Uh, one can only go and fathom how much money, how many billions of dollars it's going to go and generating profits given what we're seeing with some of the uh, the, the commodities it mines. Absolutely. And I think this might be a nice point to differentiate or maybe ask the question is, you know, it looks like Fortescue is a marketing machine and BHP looks like it's been left behind. So I'm looking forward to speaking to BHP next week and say, well, how's your future looking? How are you going in the EV and, uh, and that whole green energy space because at the moment, BHP is still that iron ore play, which at some stage they're going to have to move on from that. Yeah, speaking of iron ore players, you mentioned Fortescue as well. Uh, the marketing machine, I think on Thursday, I think it might be releasing its uh, interim results as well. But they're just two of plethora. I think CSL is also another one of the, uh, the, the big caps will be out next week. So it's going to probably be peak reporting season. Mm. Then you overlay that. We've got, of course, the Australian Jobs Report, I think, is coming up yeah, as I well. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the big one. Chinese inflation on Wednesday and... Aussie jobs report on Thursday. That'll be keeping us pretty focused, I think, particularly if our unemployment rate starts with a three handle, there's no way the RBA is going to keep batting away these rate hike expectations. So there'll be plenty for us to cover as it drops. Oh, don't worry. They can just look way back into the distance and see where it was really weak inflation and weak wage (laughs) pressures and go, well, there's no signs of excess there. Anyway, we digress. Go and have a fantastic weekend. Look forward to going and seeing you when we're live on air at 8.30 on Monday. Have a good weekend. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.